We now continue with more of The Mark Milton Show with The Smash on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Right, like said, it gonna set my soul, gonna set my soul on fire. Got a whole lot of money that's ready to burn, so get those stakes up higher. There's a thousand pretty women waiting out there. They're all living, the devil may care. And I'm just a devil with no despair, so Viva Las Vegas, this is the Mark Milton Show with the Smash, broadcasting remotely from the Miller Furniture Studios here in Las Vegas, Nevada, Smash, Sally in studio, having a great time out here at the 39th uh, American Bar Association Criminal Tax Fraud Civil Tax Controversy Conference, uh, held every year in Las Vegas, obviously didn't have it last year, uh, I think two years ago I attended this and it was at the... Uh, the win slash encore this year to the four season smash. And you know what I did kind of a savvy move. Yeah. Uh, the four seasons is a non gaming hotel, right? Yeah. And, uh, but the Mandalay Bay is connected to it. And I got a rate of 67 bucks a night. Wow. Really? I think the four seasons, the conference rate was like 200 bucks. Yeah. So really made out like a bandit. Yeah. But obviously, Lost all those savings at the blackjack table. Actually. Right. That's so, how they figure they'll get um, it back. Kind of salty about that. <laughs> um, but it's been a great conference so far. Um, had, had an opportunity to see a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of folks with IRS, DOJ, and uh, catch up with some old friends uh, from my days in Washington, D.C. Uh, one person in particular, the former head of the DOJ tax division, uh, is a guy named Nathan Hockman. He was... Uh, he served during the Bush administration, and he was out here and ran into him, had a good chat at lunch, and uh, invited him onto the show, Smash, and did my first uh, remote interview. So it's pretty cool. We're going to play it nice. for you guys right now. Um, he's running for Attorney General of, of California as a Republican, which normally Republicans you know, have very little shot of uh, winning office statewide in California, but I think he's got a pretty good shot, and I I hope he can win. So I'm going to play the interview for you guys, and uh, yeah, enjoy it. All right, so I am fortunate here uh, in Las Vegas to be joined by the former uh, Assistant Attorney General for the DOJ Tax Division, uh, Nathan Hockman, who is running for Attorney General in the great state of California. Uh, Nathan served as the head of the Tax Division shortly before I came there, so I don't think we ever overlapped, but would certainly see you at uh, retirement parties and always enjoyed your remarks are always very uh, charismatic and, and good-looking guy, and you can't see that on the radio, but I'm not ashamed to say that. So, uh, Nathan, welcome to the Mark Milton Show. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me. A- absolutely. So uh, I got an email or something back, I don't know, when you announced your run for uh, Attorney General of the State of California, and I, when I saw the announcement, I thought, you know what? I'm going to make a contribution to this guy because I always enjoyed seeing you at the tax division. I um, always thought you had a very positive outlook. Uh, and so I, I don't know the whole backstory, but why don't you tell us, you know, why you decided to, to put your name uh, in the ring for attorney general? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, as it pertains to California, I'm a lifelong Californian. I, I grew up there, educated there, married there, three kids there, and then had a chance to go to law school at Stanford, clerk for a federal judge in Los Angeles, go right to the U.S. Attorney's Office for seven years uh, in Los Angeles, prosecuting everything from 
narcotics traffickers and gang cases to environmental crimes, tax cases, and certainly like international money laundering. Then I had a chance to go on the other side. So I've been a judge's clerk, I've been a prosecutor, and then I was a defense attorney, worked with my father's firm, he specialized in tax law, and uh, did that for about 10 years until I got one of those great calls uh, from President George W. Bush, and he said, uh, would you like to run the tax division of the U.S. Department of Justice? And I said the three words that you usually say when a president says that to you, which is yes and thank you. Very understanding wife, three young kids at the time, go off to D.C., have a great time, come back to L.A., work for two big international law firms as one of the heads of their white-collar practice, uh, was the president of the L.A. City Ethics Commission, and that sort of took me up to about now. And uh, what happens is in California, the conditions have changed. And I've been complaining about these conditions changing on the ground, crime going and skyrocketing, homelessness almost an epidemic. We've got fentanyl poisonings actually exceeding COVID deaths this year. And we even have recidivism, people going back to jail who come out of jail, 50% go back to jail within three years. So I've been complaining about these conditions for years. And my wife finally said, all right, get off the couch and do something about it. God love my wife. She's either going to get all the credit or all the blame, depending on how this plays out. And so, uh, you know, so I looked at the race, and the race has someone, the current attorney general for California, is a guy named Rob Bonta, and he has adopted the far-left agenda that a lot of prosecutors around the United States, including St. Louis, uh, have adopted. It's basically an agenda that says we're going to go ahead and let violent and serious offenders off before they've served all their time, and we're not going to put them into jail for the full extent of their crimes. And then we're going to hope and really pray that things are going to get better in society. Well, sadly, I'm here to tell you that California, at least, has not gotten any better. Violent crime in many different categories is spiking double digits. Uh, people generally do not feel safe and secure walking out of their house, having their kids walk out of their house, their parents or neighbors or the community members. And that's why I'm running. So if Mr. Bonta wants to go ahead and not do his job, uh, in fact, I call him the DA from Los Angeles, George Gascon, and the DA from San Francisco, Chase Aboudin. I call them the let them go guys. And I say, look, if the let them go guys don't want to do their jobs, then it's time we let them go and put in someone who will. So as attorney general in California, um, well, let me back up. In Missouri, the attorney general really has very little original jurisdiction over criminal. But in California, you can do a lot more as attorney general to prosecute crime. Am, am I right on oh, that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the attorney general by the California Constitution is the chief law enforcement officer of the entire state. What that means is basically you can be, although it's not rarely, it's not often used, the super DA. Mm -hmm. We have 58 counties in, in California. I mean, it's, a, it's a, an enormous state. And technically, I've got, I would have an office of 4,000 lawyers, over 4,000 lawyers. Uh, it would be the second largest law firm in the United States if it was a law firm. And if a particular DA is not doing their job, the state attorney general's office can come in and basically take over the case. And California, I mean, you know, it's the, the second largest state in, in the country by population. Um, you know, a lot of talk. I have a lot of I have some clients in California that, frankly, you know, want to flee. I mean, they're afraid of the tax rates. Uh, you know, if you're making over a million bucks, every dollar's 13 percent. You as a lifelong resident, though, I mean, what do you say to people that are, you know, 
kind of fed up with California and what can you do as attorney general to make their life better? Surely. Well, I, I completely understand the people who want to leave California. It's 13.3%. <laughs> Sometimes that 0.3 actually makes a difference. Yeah, awesome. And you would expect if you're paying the top tax rates or one of the top tax rates in the United States, that you're getting Four Seasons or Rich carlton level services from your government. And when you see what the government's not providing to you, that's why a lot of people have decided to leave. I've decided to actually fight that uh, rather than leave, I think I can bring some very common sense solutions, sort of reverse this vilification of the police and bring back sort of a partnership with the police on all different things, whether it's drug enforcement, homelessness, even domestic violence. If you partner the police with social service organizations so they work as a partnership, the success of those partnerships has been overwhelming and just needs to be scaled up for the entire state. Well, I think having an attorney general that has the police's back is probably helpful also. I mean, that's something in St. Louis we've seen local prosecutors, you know, attacking the police, you know, vilifying them. And in return, the cops just don't want to do their job, understandably. They don't want to take the risk of being, you know, uh, canceled, if you will, or, you know, having their lives destroyed for actually doing their job. I, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, I mean, I'm not here to say that there aren't particular problems in certain police forces. I mean, I haven't met a police chief or a sheriff ever who says, if you don't give me, if you can give me some more money to better hire, better train and better supervise people, that I will get you a better police force. And unfortunately, the, the move has been just the opposite. Let's cut their budgets, either defund them totally or at least cut their budgets give them more things to do in society, and just hope it works out better. I mean, I hope you can, you can do it. I know that uh, the state has been a long-time Democratic stronghold, but I feel like the tides are changing. I think people are fed up with this you know, far-left rhetoric. And you're a guy, you know, as a, when you were appointed by the president, I mean, you got unanimous confirmation by the U.S. Senate, which you know, that doesn't happen very often. So hopefully you can uh, bridge the gap there. Yeah, I mean, you can sort of see what happened in Virginia, where mm-hmm. in, people focus on the Virginia governor's race, but it was also the Virginia attorney general. He was sort of like me, someone who had never held elected office, had a bunch of, you know, was, was very qualified for the position, uh, and was running against a two-term Democrat and beat him. And the reason he beat him is that it turns out that if you advocate common sense solutions, especially to someone who's gone to the far left of criminal justice enforcement, that a majority of the voters resonate with that message. And that's actually been borne out by my fundraising. You know, I've raised over a million dollars to date, and over 35% of that has come from Democrats and independents. Wow. They hear the message, and it makes sense. Yeah, and I think, you know, a position like AG doesn't have to be partisan. I mean, I think all people should get behind fighting crime, eliminating homelessness, uh, preventing fentanyl overdoses. I mean, these are, when you, you know, go to your website, I mean, these are just real issues that it's hard to disagree with. Well, you know, your client is not Republicans. Your client is not Democrats. Your client is justice and the entire state of California. So again, I couldn't agree with you more that that when people see that there's someone who actually wants to do the job and will do it in a very efficient, experienced, competent way and is advocating solutions that quite candidly are common sense and, and right down the middle, that that is, you know, hopefully we'll find out in June for the primary, November for the general election, an attractive proposition to vote for. Absolutely. Well, we certainly wish you the best. And I do want to take a minute to talk about the tax division because the four years I spent 
working for the DOJ tax division, was, unlike anything I, I, I tell people, I mean, it's the greatest experience you can have. You led the tax division. So can you just kind of tell us about that experience, what it meant to you, and maybe just a couple highlights? Certainly. You know, it, it's interesting. You think that the government uh, has a bunch of bureaucrats that really are just sort of, you know, pushing paper and not doing their job. I was singularly uh, amazed every day about the quality of the people who work for the tax division and, and I would say even more generally the U.S. Department of Justice. You know, the, these are the lawyers that aren't the politicians or political hires. They get hired and they're there whether a Republican or a Democrat is the head of the division. Well, my brother always gave me grief because I was part of the Obama administration, but I was not a political hire. I was a, a, right. a, a honors program uh, applicant, hired. totally didn't have any connections, applied for it, and got the job. You're hired for your brain, not your political affiliation. I don't know about that, but yeah, I'll, well, I'll, I'll accept that. You're gonna, I'm going to have to force <laughs> you to accept that because that's what the, the tax division is actually particularly good at identifying talent, uh, bringing them in, training them, and then letting them go do their job. And and, that, and when you when you bring in talented people who are committed, work, willing to work hard. I mean, there isn't probably anyone in the tax division who couldn't leave the next day and make more money. And I've always said that when people are motivated by something other than money to do their job, you bring a very creative, hardworking, interesting, bright collection of people together with a mission that makes a lot of sense. A absolutely. And, and so I know you did a lot to, you know, go after white collar, you know, criminals, um, tax evasion. I mean, and you also, you, you were a, prosecutor in, in, in California, violent crime. I mean, you've really kind of done it all from a law enforcement standpoint. Yeah. I mean, it's um, when you get to have, again, justice as your client. And I've been on both sides. I've represented individuals. I've represented nonprofits. I've represented victims and corporations. But when you get to represent the, either the people of the state of California or the United States of America, uh, it really gets you up in the morning because mm -hmm. you really want to do a good job. Yep. Uh, if I'm fortunate enough to get a chance to to win this position as attorney general, I mean, this will be a, the lifelong dream. A absolutely. Well, we're, we're rooting for you. And if people want to help you, if they want to support you, what, what, what can they do? Uh, it, fairly easy. Just go to, the, to my website, www.nathan, uh, N-A-T-H-A-N, Hockman, all one word, H-O-C-H-M-A-N.com. Okay, great. And they can contribute there. And, and maybe sign, if you're Californian listening, maybe you can get a yard sign down the road and uh, we wish you the best, and thank you for being on the show with us. Thank you. I All really right. appreciate it. All right. Take care. That was a great interview. There it is. There it is, Smash. What great interview. Say? Yeah. Salute hey, to you clearly. on that. Hey, let me ask you a, a quick question. Will I ever hear from you what you heard from him, that that I got hired from my brain as opposed to anything else? <laughs> Absolutely. And your good looks. Okay, and good. Your, and your and your. And your attire, your dress code. Yeah, thank you. Always, always so let me ask you a quick question off that interview, man. Sure. If he's running because all these left-wingers and all these Democrats and all these, whoever they are on the left over there, progressives, whatever you want to call them, how, if they are doing what they have done to California, because at one time as a young man, I wanted to live in California, trying to direct my career to California, now, I don't care to be in California at all other than maybe vacation. But how in the world have they let the state allow, for example, in San Francisco, you can go in and ransack 
a Walgreens and you will not be prosecuted unless you take over a thousand dollars worth of stuff. How do they have this lawlessness that's been okayed by the left and yet they keep getting voted in place year after year after year? Well, Smash, I think you could look at St. Louis and say the same thing, right? I mean, in terms of the city of St. Louis. Well, good. Uh, that's a good point. St. Louis County. Yeah. Even St. Louis County. I mean, we continue to elect people who embrace these sort of far left woke ideologies that drives people out. I mean, that's why you've seen the population, you know, in the city of St. Louis shrink under, thir- you know, under 300,000. People yeah. are moving to St. Charles. They're moving to Franklin County. And so I think. The problem is you get to a point where so many, you know, the people who uh, get fed up just decide, hey, I'm not going to stick around and fight. And that's what I admire about Nathan Hockman saying, you know, when other people are leaving the state, I'm going to try to stand here and and fight for the state that I love. And, you know, in St. Louis, you know, I hope we can get back to a point where, you know, we have prosecutors that actually prosecute crime and um, put people in prison that belong, you know, deserve to be there. Um, but I also fear that, you know, at some point you kind of reach a point of no return Yeah, where it's like, uh, everyone, everyone's left and, you know, yeah. everyone's gone that, that would sort of bring common sense and it's hard to get people to run and the chances of winning are, you know, impossible given what the demographics are. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's concerning for sure. But, um, I thought he was, you know, I, 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 I like seeing somebody like him put their hat in the ring and, and go for it. And, you know, if he's able to be successful, I think the state of California will be better off for it. Right. Oh, I just, uh, all right, go ahead. Well, I just, I just, uh, look at that kind of situation. And I just think how pitiful it is because that is, and it's supposed to be in its way, one of the most beautiful States in the country. You're right there on the Pacific ocean that, uh, drive up and down the uh, Pacific coast highway is just magnificent to see. A beautiful uh, state, and they let it deteriorate into, you know, really, if you read uh, anything about ancient world history, it's like uh, the Roman Empire where the proletariat were out on the streets, hungry, poor, ready to destroy the place, and the wealthy, the senators, the uh, the upper echelon of Roman society, they lived a whole different kind of lifestyle until the day of the revolution and the walls came tumbling down. Yep. Well, and they also, you know, we didn't really get into the pandemic lockdowns and policies, but I mean, California has been one of the most draconian in terms of lockdowns and, and mandates and things like that. And it hasn't worked. I mean, they, yeah. they've, they've tried to, and they've destroyed businesses. They've destroyed people's lives as a result. And, you know, and then you've got places like Florida that, have, you know, tried to remain open and haven't, you know, destroyed people's lives. And, you know, you're seeing people flee places like California, places like New York, um, for places like Florida. And keep in mind, as we talked about in the interview, I mean, you're paying 13, he, he was quick to point out it's 13.3% of your income. Uh, if you make over a million bucks to the state of California and what are you getting for it? Yeah. Right? You're getting right. mob violence and, uh, you know, looting and all this crap. And, um, so kudos to him for, for stepping up. I admire him a lot. I have a lot of respect for him. So I hope he can, he can pull it off. So, um, all right, I guess we'll take we'll take another break. Is that all right, Smash? You That's cool by me. All right, this is the Mark Milton Show with the Smash, broadcasting from the Miller Furniture Studios. You're almost, uh, what is it, December? I mean, we're almost halfway through December at this point. Uh, if you're thinking about refinancing, there's never been a better time. Rates are still at historic lows, yeah. home values 
are through the roof, be sure to check out Andy Newbold First Bank Mortgage for all your home mortgage needs. You can check him out on Facebook at Andy Newbold. Just type that into your search bar. He's got a great page where he posts, you know, all kinds of updates about the mortgage industry, um, about what's going on. So you can check it out there. You can also call him or text him at 314-660-2223 against Andy Newbold First Bank Home Mortgage. We refinance with them. Couldn't have been happier with the process. Extremely uh, streamlined and, and, and easy to do. Uh, so I can't recommend them highly enough. Again, Andy Newbold, First Bank Mortgage. You can also email them at andy.newbold at fbol.com. This is the Mark Milton Show with the Smash, broadcasting from the Miller Furniture Studios. Milty out in Las Vegas. Smash Sally in studio. We'll be right back in a second. 